0: Hi, this is Brittany, a fourth-year medical student at Texas A&M University and soon-to-be OBGYN. This is Clinical Pearls. In our immediate last podcast, we covered when to admit the pregnant COVID patient, but still some questions remain, like when is delivery indicated? So in this session, we're going to continue our discussion of the OB COVID patient based on the newly released February 2021 SMFM guidelines for COVID management during pregnancy. This session, Timing of Delivery. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's start this review by quickly touching on the less sick patient, right? These are the asymptomatic or the mildly symptomatic patients. COVID-19 positive status is not an indication for delivery, and delivery should be reserved for the routine obstetrical indications. Medically indicated deliveries should not be delayed solely because of COVID-19 positive status. In other words, if you have a patient at 37 weeks with some hypertensive disorder of pregnancy, then she still requires medically indicated delivery in an asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic positive COVID-19 patient at 37 to 38 weeks without any other medical indication for delivery, then expectant management can be considered until 14 days after the PCR test result was noted to be positive or until 7 days after onset of symptoms and three days after resolution of symptoms. Now, why, why wait in this case? Well, this option allows for decreased exposure of both healthcare workers and the neonate to SARS-CoV-2 and decreased PPE utilization in areas where supply chains are limited. So remember, if they're mildly or just asymptomatic COVID-19 positive between 37 and really up to 38 weeks and 6 days, then consider waiting 14 days after the PCR test was first positive or 7 days after symptom onset and 3 days after resolution of symptoms in an asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic woman positive for COVID-19 at 39 weeks of gestation or later, then delivery may be considered to decrease the risk of worsening maternal status. All right, so remember who we're talking about here in the asymptomatic or mildly asymptomatic woman who is early term, 37 to 38 weeks and 6 days, consider waiting until that acute phase passes. But if there's 39 weeks, which is the best time for a delivery to occur, remember, then delivery can be considered to decrease the risk of worsening maternal status. Right, that takes care of the asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic. But what about those who are actually quite sick or have refractory hypoxemia? In pregnant patients at or after 32 weeks of gestation who have refractory hypoxemia, delivery may be considered if it will allow for further optimization of care. The severity of illness may dictate earlier delivery, however. Remember that neonatal mortality is directly related to gestational age. Neonatal mortality is 0.2% at 32 weeks and remains at this level or lower for each week thereafter. Major morbidity occurs infrequently at these gestational ages as well. Morbidity is 8.7% at 32 weeks, 4.2% at 33 weeks, drops down to about 2.8% at 35 weeks, and after 36 weeks is 1.8%. There may be a benefit in reducing the physiological demands of pregnancy in certain patients like patients who have COVID myocarditis or in cases of refractory hypoxemia. Now here's something to consider especially in patients at less than 32 weeks because we usually give magnesium sulfate for neuroprotection. Remember, of course, that preterm delivery has been reported among infants born to women positive for COVID-19. However, it appears that many of these cases are iatrogenic and not due to the disease process causing spontaneous preterm labor itself. Decisions regarding the use of mag sulfate for neuroprotection should be individualized for those women that are at 32 weeks and below. Now remember, with severe respiratory compromise or COVID-19 related acute renal injury, it's reasonable to consider withholding or dose adjusting the mag sulfate, especially in patients that are intubated and watch intake and output of fluids because it may lead to pulmonary edema. The truth is, in COVID-19 pregnant patients, it's unclear whether the use of mag sulfate increases the risk of pulmonary edema due to limited data and potentially confounding of disease processes that overlap. So, because we just don't know, just be judicious, be very conservative on the use of mag sulfate and watch that fluid intake because in patients with severe respiratory disease, flash pulmonary edema would just add another problem. Patients that are critically ill are a separate situation. The timing of delivery requires careful weighing the risks and benefits for the patient and the fetus, especially in the critically ill patient. Decisions should be based on maternal status, concurrent pulmonary disease, critical illness, ability to wean off the ventilator, and ventilator mechanics. Of course, also the gestational age also should be considered. Now remember, a quick word about mechanical ventilation. Mechanical ventilation alone is not an indication for delivery. It still requires the entire clinical picture, especially the gestational age. If delivery is considered based on severe hypoxemia, other options should also be discussed, including prone positioning that you can do in pregnancy, extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, or ECMO, and the use of other advanced ventilator methods, especially if the gestational age is less than 30 weeks. Now let's tackle mode of delivery. The mode of delivery should remain per usual obstetric indications. During delivery, COVID-19 patients should be instructed, of course, to wear a mask throughout labor, delivery, postpartum, and the appropriate PPE should be utilized by all healthcare workers. As we wrap up, a quick word about breastfeeding. Remember that, to date, no COVID-19 viral particles have been found in breast milk of infected women, and breastfeeding is still encouraged and is a potentially important source of antibody protection for the child. Now, the CDC recommends that if a woman and newborn do room in and the woman wishes to feed at the breast, she should put on a face mask and practice hand hygiene before each feeding.